Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. We got uh, one heck of an NFL show for you here with uh, Super Week uh, beginning. Uh, Mike Lombarding it in an hour from now. I heard uh, Meller queuing up some of the sound that we're going to play for Lombardi. What did uh, Cap call him? Uh, a moron for the Montez Sweat? Are, are we really going to? I, I you, you, we, you may want to throw a whole lot of caveats around. Cap is on this station, but he's not. He doesn't represent everybody right. like, from this station. Yes, like he doesn't represent us. But yes. this is what a member of our uh, station said. Regarding your take on the Montez Sweat deal. Yes. We'll play that towards the end of the... We'll get some stuff from Lombardi, and then at the end, we'll play that for him. This is your parting gift, Mike. What do you what do you what do you make of this? And do you take back what you said about the Montez Sweat deal? So Mike Lombardi uh, at four. Uh, Hall of Famer Brian Erlacher at five. A lot of people are hearing, and I, I said yesterday that I knew that uh, Devin Hester's people were confident that he's getting into the Hall of Good. Fame. And I think Cap may be one of the people that may be hearing that he's going in as well. Rightfully so, regardless yeah. of what the guy who sits in this chair before me thinks. Uh, yes. I, uh, By the way, I hear that Mike Thomas is trying to pull the plug on this show today when he saw the, the guest list. Oh, well, no, our, it's, old, our old he, uh, he, program director. He, he, he's not fond of a, a guesty show. But for Super Week, I think he would uh, he oh, really? would like it. Yeah, I think for Super Week he would make an exception. I don't know. Will Bond at four thirty. Uh, we before maybe the show, if we had a hockey guest in. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, the, I do have hockey news for yes. you. Yes. It's coming back. The Winter Classic next year at Wrigley. It's a big deal. But you can only shoot the puck in one direction. That <laughs> was a football game. Oh. And maybe if Connor Bedard plays, the Hawks can score a goal. Yes, they can. The jaw will be healed by then. Um, we before the show, we had a chance to have a great conversation with Adam Schefter. Um, and w- when the interview goes up on YouTube, we're going to have uh, we're going to have the video for this as well. Right. We filmed it with video so uh, you can get it. Uh, of course, you can watch on YouTube live. It's uh, ESPN Chicago. Make sure you subscribe to our channel um, when you're there. You can watch us on twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. And download that ESPN Chicago app as well. Tyler did a cool thing with the uh, with some of the graphics now that we're pumping out on the Brian Erlacher and uh, Adam she- the Adam Schefter graphic. There's a QR code now that all you have to do is scan the QR code and you can download that ESPN Chicago app. You could of course listen on ESPN 1000 and 100.3 HD2. I have 16 people on my wish list for Super Bowl week to talk to, and we're getting an opportunity to cross off a couple of those today, oh, which is great. Who were they? Uh, oh, uh, do you want the full list? or No, the ones that were crossing Schefter off. and Erlacher okay. were on our list. And Lombardi was on both of our lists, wasn't uh, he? I didn't have I no? put him down. Oh, Derek Stevens got crossed off yesterday? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll put Lombardi on it. All right. Uh, Randy Moss, is he on your list? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> that was funny from earlier. We'll tell you about that in a bit. But Adam Schefter, uh, we, he joined us a little bit earlier. There's lots of details here um, involving the Bears and the quarterback situation. We started despite... Uh, the 49ers and Kansas City Chiefs getting set to play in the Super Bowl. The Bears remain one of the hot topics in Las Vegas with their quarterback situation. What does he make of that? 
Well, it's, it's a top story of the year. It's just one of many stories in the NFL. But the NFL script writers are, of course, at work doing what they do and couldn't have created a scenario that would invite more speculation in the coming weeks because, obviously, Washington hires Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury coached Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams loves Cliff Kingsbury. Washington has the number two pick right behind Chicago and striking distance. Now, do I think the Bears want to trade that pick? No. Do I think they want to take Caleb Williams? I do. Do I think that it's going to remain that way until the draft? That's going to be the fun part about it. And we'll see how it all plays out. Again, I think it's going to be tough to move the Bears off their spot. I think it's tough to give up on a guy that's as highly touted as Caleb Williams. But we haven't seen Caleb Williams try to push anything yet. And we're waiting to see if that happens. Uh, You know, again, if, if you're Chicago... If you're going to be in Chicago, you have to really like somebody else. And I don't know if they like anybody else nearly as much as they like Caleb Williams. So it becomes maybe a moot point. Shefty, this became even more intriguing when Cliff Kingsbury declined to go to, to Vegas with the Raiders and signed up as the OC with the Commanders. What happened there? And is this a play from, from the Washington new ownership to try to kind of put some things in motion? Uh. No, it, it, it's basically a case where just Vegas didn't want to guarantee him three years, and that's what most assistants have gotten. Um, and so it was a situation where Washington was able to guarantee him three years, just just like most assistant coaches are. Like, nothing unusual. The unusual part is that Vegas wasn't doing that. That was the unusual part. And when that happened, it freed him up to go to Washington. Adam Schefter joining us. It's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. We have heard and we have tried to ask some people about the timeline for, for if they choose to trade Justin Fields, when that would happen. Do you believe that would be something they would want to do sooner rather than later to get ahead of free agency? I, I don't think that that matters. I think that's something that, if they decide that they're going to go in that direction, that will be done when they feel like it was appropriate, whenever that is, um, whether that's a month from now or two months from now. Um, there's no right or wrong time to make that trade. It's the kind of thing that just kind of comes together. Now, if we go back to last year, I'm not mistaken, I think they traded the number one overall pick like the week after free agency, right? Like late March. Am I correct? I think so. Yeah, yeah it was pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, again, my guess would be if that was their history last year, that was what they did. My guess is it would probably fall along those lines uh, if it were to happen again. But, you know, look, here's the deal. We're going to have some free Asian quarterbacks out there like Kirk Cousins and Gardner Minshew. You're going to have some quarterbacks potentially available on trade like a Russell Wilson. Um it depends on if and how somebody identifies Justin Fields as somebody that they really want or not. And by the way, like Chicago's got to be willing to move off and maybe Chicago says, Hey, we're going to keep him around here and we're going to draft the guy and keep Justin and quarterbacks are currency and their assets. And we're going to hold on to them like that. I don't know. Like these are all things that they have to go through and figure out how they want to do it. I don't think there's a right time or a 
certain time that we could be on the lookout for anything like that. And I, I know you're like playing a, anything is possible, but you don't think that would play here, do you? Like they draft Caleb Williams and keep Justin Fields? I, I don't think that's the likely scenario, but I don't rule out anything. Shefty, what are you hearing about interest around the league in Justin Fields if he is available? I think it would be limited to a certain extent, but it really doesn't matter if it would be limited because if there were just a couple of teams, and I think there could be, then that's all it takes. So, you know, it doesn't take something where you need 18 teams all vying for services. If there are a couple, and like I said, I think there could be, uh, then, then it becomes something that becomes relevant, and we'll see whether or not it happens. Do you believe they would get a second-round pick for Justin Fields? Definitely. Definitely? I, definitely. I think, I think they might get a one. Really? I do, yeah. Who may be willing to give up that one if you had to spin the wheel and make it stop somewhere? I, well, just look at all the teams that need quarterbacks, put them all on a piece of paper. <laughs> and I mean, you, 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 you give me a team that quarterbacks. Hey, Shefty, there's also, you know, conversation about whether or not Caleb Williams would want to go to Chicago. What is the yeah. what is the likelihood in 2024 in the NFL today, if it is different than it used to be, that a scenario like the Manning, Eli Manning situation or the John Elway situation could materialize? Well, here's what's interesting about that. I, I think it could, um, but it's those are really um complicated situations and they require a great deal of experience from a lot of people and a lot of planning a lot of strategy and to date to my knowledge i don't believe caleb williams has hired an agent right and you know agents are useful in various forms of life <laughs> they're not always needed but they always i think provide insurance and in this particular case i think I think it would be challenging for him to push his way out of Chicago if that's what he wanted to do without an agent. Just think he needs a mediary, uh, a mediator, a mediary, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> both to help you along the way mm-hmm. to accomplish your goals if that's what you want to do. Uh, I, I, you know, when, when John Elway did it, Marvin Demoff, helped out there. That was his agent. When Eli Manning did it, Tom Condon was his agent and helped out there. And I would venture to tell you that if you ask John Elway and Eli Manning how instrumental Marvin Demoff and Tom Condon were in their efforts to move on to another friend, I would bet you both of them would say incredibly instrumental. Shefty, from your, I mean, this is kind of a, a big picture question. What is the what is the feeling around the NFL universe about this Bears team? Are they pointed in the right direction? Do people feel differently because Ryan Poles well, is in charge? I, well, first of all, I, I don't view it like that. Like people, you know, we're not sitting around talking about the Chicago Bears. It's Super Bowl week. We're in sure. Vegas. We're talking about the Niners and the Chiefs. Well, shame you on know, you! <laughs> Come shame on, on you! You should be sitting now, around talking guys, about the Bears. You guys are talking about the Bears because that's your job, and I got it. You know, but it's not like the national audience is sitting around being, oh, what about the Bears? Yeah, but you, you know, talk like, to everybody. You have the pulse of everybody yeah. on every topic. 
Yeah, but you know what? Again, I'm just telling you, I live in a very current, trendy world. My world for a month was about coaches and head coaches and who was being hired and assistants going here and there. So there was some conversation there uh, with the Bears coordinator news and whatnot. Okay, um, well, let, let forget the question I just asked you. I want to ask you about coaches then. Uh, and I know that you've, you've got some, some, some Michigan ties as well. Do you know, did the Bears ever have any contact at all with my former quarterback, Jim Harbaugh, about taking over the head coaching job? Not to my knowledge. Okay. Not to my knowledge. No. Do you, now, go ahead. Tom, again, could there have been conversations I don't know about? Of course. Right. But I don't, I, I'm not aware that that was an option. It, it's, and on that topic, Shane Waldron. And 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 mm-hmm. everyone loves the McVay tree, um, and and obviously the Shanahan tree. You're covering the 49ers in the Super Bowl where you're at. Um, what do you know about Waldron and and his success in Seattle and and the ties to the McVay tree? Yeah, well, no, I think he's done a nice job there, and he's thought of highly in both places that he was last working Seattle and LA. They like him. Um, has an opportunity here to grow his career, you know, to bridge together both your questions, what people say about the Bears and Shane Waldron and conversation. Like, they have a lot of draft assets. They've got a lot of currency here and a lot of ways for them to build this franchise up. And now it's time for them to take advantage of it. Um, And Shane will be a big part of developing the quarterback, whoever the quarterback is and seeing how this organization moves forward into the future. And you can't have all this draft capital and not take advantage of it. If you have this draft capital and don't take advantage of it and don't make the right decisions at quarterback, then they're going to be set back for years. But they have a chance to really position this franchise for years to come, and that's why it's so important for these people to make the decisions that they do here going forward. And on that note, I want to double back to to Caleb Williams one more time. Yeah. If they would pull a power play, um, and I know huh? what you said about the agents. You know, we've had a lot of talk about this. Like, what would the Bears get from the Commanders? It's only one spot back, and we've argued with Yurko and some other people about this. Like, this isn't like a chart move, is this? Because Ryan Poles doesn't have to get out of the Commanders' way. No. Couldn't, no. Could, wouldn't, wouldn't they ask for the moon if, in fact, they would trade down with the Commanders? Absolutely. Uh, and I don't even know what you guys have discussed as potential compensation. Uh, but to me, it's at a minimum of two once. Start there. Minimum. Yeah, because Yurko and, was like throwing at us like a third, like because it's only one spot. We said, screw no, that. that like, that you get matter. the world. Yeah. That, that, I don't care that it's one spot. It's, it's one spot for one allegedly generational talent. And if he is what people say, and you love him, and you are the Bears, and you're giving up the right to go pick this guy for whatever reason. Then, then you're going to be and should be compensated. And so what, let's just say for a moment they do trade that pick to Washington, okay? Like, we're coming up with a hypothetical. Mm-hmm. So now you've got all the compensation that you got from the Panthers last year. you got all the compensation that you did from the commanders or whoever this year. How do you not come up with all that 
and have this franchise in a spot where it should be. Now, again, you you keep trading every pick all you want for more and more draft picks. At some point, you better nail the quarterback. That's the thing. If you don't, right? If you if you if you don't, it doesn't. I in a way, it doesn't really matter how many picks you have. You know, what are you going to be the two thousand Baltimore Ravens with you know that unbelievable defense and some offensive talent like Jamal Lewis and and Trent Dilfer? I love Trent. He's my friend. Playing quarter, but Trent, you know, admitted, you know, he, 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 you know, it wasn't like that team got to where it was because of him. So, uh, I don't care how many picks you got, and I love picks, love picks, and I love draft capital. But at some point, you got to have the right quarterback, whether that's Justin Fields or Caleb Williams or Drake May or Jaden Daniels or whoever it is that you believe in. I, I'm, I'm curious to see whether or not a first-time GM like Adam Peters would be willing to do that in his first Absolutely. situation. Absolutely. That's, I, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'll ask you a question about the Super Bowl. Uh, do you believe, Shefty, that this is Andy Reid's last spin if they win? Uh... I mean, I I just think this. I, I think it's possible. How about that? Like, okay. we'll see. He's going to have to take some time. Here's the thing that we know. Uh, it's something that he's thought about in other years. It's something that's come up. If they were to win the game, you know, he's going to take some time and have to, you know, think about what they want to do. Now, you've got Patrick Mahomes. you got a roster like that. But, you know, uh, why do you want to leave that? There's no real need to do that, but at some point, you know, it's enough for everybody. Um, and, you know, here's the thing. We'd love Andy to stay around as long as he wants to. He yeah. deserves to, uh, and he will. But uh, I don't know what he's going to decide when he takes, you know, a couple of weeks. If they win this game and you won two Super Bowls in a row, you want to keep doing that? I, you absolutely could. Or do you want to say, you know what, I'm going I'm to go spend time with, my family, all my grandkids, and and uh, tend to my family. And I've been away from them for a long time. Time to kind of rededicate myself to them. I can do that too. Do whatever he wants. Yeah. But here's the thing: I think it's a question until he comes out and says, "No, I'm coaching in 20." When I hear him say that, I know that we can't speculate like this any longer. Are you a Swifty, Shefty? Is Shefty a Swifty? You know, I took my daughter to a concert this summer. Uh, we went, and we were at a rain show. And, and, and it wasn't just rain. It was pouring. Pouring. Three and a half hours in the rain. <laughs> and my level of respect for that woman, you know, it was high, but it went up infinitely that night. She was incredible. Like, un affected by the weather that night and um, performed and an unbelievable performer and was really uh, was incredible. And, and speaking of that, like there's nothing more than I like than to catch up with you at our fantasy football convention and hear about your family. And when you rave about your daughter, who, by yeah. the way, is going to be doing the Super Bowl for Nickelodeon. Awesome. Uh, that is great. And how proud are you of your daughter and and what she's become. Well, that was, um, you know, I'm here now in Vegas only because of her. Uh, you know, ESPN's coverage out here doesn't really start till later this week. But she's with Nickelodeon, and we got out here. Sun, we got out here Sunday, 
Um, last night was media night, and oh, it was one of the best nights of my career. Just being with her, watching her, she was up on the podium. Like the, I just, I had ESPN on to have a clip of her with Brock Purdy. He's playing the SpongeBob with his vocal cords. Um, <laughs> and uh, it was my daughter and young Dylan who was on that show as well. So my daughter's named Dylan Schefter and young Dylan who's got more swag than anybody I've ever met. He's a 14 year old kid, and this kid is he's a prodigy. He's unbelievable, young Dylan. Um, and so, yeah, you know, I watched her yesterday with. Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy and Debo Samuel and George Kittle and Rasheed Rice and all these guys. Like, uh, honestly, like they had a room set up for her. She's 15. <laughs> you know, for the CBS pregame show and for Nickelodeon for Slime Time for Wednesday night. And uh, I can tell you, I've been coming to the Super Bowl for 30 years. I've never had a room set up for me for a one on one interview ever in my life. <laughs> and I couldn't be happier that she has that. Uh, and I never have. Like, I'd rather have it that way. Does she? Um, does she think the Bears should take Caleb Williams with the first <laughs> overall pick, Shefty? <laughs> she again. The Shefters stick on what's current and trendy, and she is focused on this game right now. She okay. is not waiting on her opinions about Caleb Fair. Williams. Yet. Fair. Um, but you know what? Last night, uh, it, it was just very cool because at one point, you know, she's behind the ropes and she goes up to Kyle Shanahan. And she's waiting patiently for her turn, and and he sees her and gives her a hug, and you know, and and starts talking to her. I'm thinking to myself, that that's unbelievable. Like I covered his dad for, you know, 16 years in Denver, and now here's my daughter covering Mike's son at the Super Bowl. Like that's pretty cool. That is great. That that is uh, that's that's a picture right there. Yeah. Um, and someone like you, do, were you able to let your guard down as a football guy? and appreciate Michigan winning a championship just as a fan? Uh, not as much as I would have liked because it was the day after the season ended and we were all on, you know, Bill Belichick and Mike Rabel watch at that point in time. And honestly, you know, my job means so much to me that it's just, you know, to, to just give it up and not track that stuff and not care about it. That's just not who I am. Um, and so was I thrilled for the program and the coaches and players, you know, some of whom I've gotten to know. Yes, I, I was. And, and my son and daughter wanted to go. We went to the game. I took them and I did hits for ESPN that day from the field. So, uh, that was great. It worked out really well. They loved it. It was a lifetime memory for them. And, and I like to tell people I was at Michigan's national championship in 1989 when they won in basketball in Seattle with my college roommates and I was at Michigan's national championship with my son and daughter. Again, one of those things that, you know, you just you start out here and you wind up there. And you start out covering Mike Shanahan, and here's your daughter, uh, you know, covering Kyle Shanahan. You go with your college roommates to Michigan's college basketball national championship, and then you go with your son and your daughter to Michigan's college football. It's just, you know, I, you know, I guess that's what happens when we get older, right? Like, yeah. You know, you, you, you have an added perspective to some of these events, and they take on different meanings. And, and better meanings, yeah. yeah. That's great. Shefty, very proud of you. Um, love the friendship. Thank you for taking time, and really enjoy this with your daughter. Uh, this means a lot that you share the time with us, too. Thank you. Thanks, Shefty. I appreciate you guys having me. Nice talking to both of you guys. Hopefully, we'll get a chance to see you soon.
We've known uh, Adam Schefter for a long time. That was a little before the show. We'll have video from the uh, conversation up on YouTube. Again, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page. It's ESPN Chicago on YouTube. And a lot there. Like a lot of people uh, I knew would be interested. The compensation for Justin. He thinks for sure a second round pick. Maybe even a first round pick. Mm. The Caleb Williams stuff. Two ones is what he was saying. But he thinks that they want to keep it. And that that Caleb Williams would not force his way out of Chicago, at least as of now. I want to react to this. I want to pick your brain, see what you think. 312-332-3776. Some good stuff there. A lot of good details from Adam Schefter regarding the Bears' future. 312-332-3776. We'll talk about it coming up next. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. All right, good stuff from Adam Schefter. If you missed the interview, uh, we will play you some of it later and uh, the entire interview will be available on the ESPN Chicago app, of course, on YouTube as well. Subscribe to the ESPN Chicago page. Download that ESPN Chicago app as well. What was your uh, big takeaway? Uh, I think first and foremost, Shefty feels that the Bears want to draft a quarterback and will stay at one and draft Caleb Williams. I think that was that was probably the thing that I took most out of it. Um I think the other part is is it's going to be more difficult for him to do something that is that is reminiscent of what Eli Manning did or what John Elway did. People forget as well. John Elway also had the option to go play baseball. I think he did for a little bit. Um, anyway, so I, I, I don't believe, and, and I think it's a good point that Caleb hasn't hired an agent yet. And to do what some people are thinking he may do. Uh, you would probably need some pretty hefty representation to pull that off. The other things, look, I I think Justin's got value. I don't believe you're going to get a one for him. I just don't. Neither we do went I. through the exercise at the end of the show yesterday in, in, in Aki's A-list about who would be, which teams would be interested. And I think we had a little bit of trouble coming up with a plethora of names. So I, I think you could probably get a two. I don't think you're going to get a one. And with regard, if the Bears were to trade the first pick and swap with the the, the Washington Commanders, I don't know if Shefty's saying multiple first-round picks, meaning you're trading one for two, and that two, that second overall pick counts as one. I don't believe you're getting multiple future ones in that deal. You may get next year's Washington Commanders one. I don't believe they'd be willing to give up two future ones to swap one to two. Like that doesn't make sense though when you say you're getting two ones like because all you're doing is swapping yeah. and you're getting the lesser I don't pick. Be, but I don't believe Washington I think that that's too big a price to pay. I don't think they'd be willing to do it that. It would be a definite overpay yes. when you look at all the draft charts. Sure, it's a look of but, course, but again, yeah, but it's, it's a, a significant overpay. It, it's and, an overpay but if you want him like he could he could say all he wants that it, and I'm not saying that he would ever yep. say this or that it's going to happen, but you don't have to trade him. No, you don't. I just don't believe. Do you I want believe, him? I, listen, a first round next year would be an overpay, but I believe they would be willing to do that. 
I'm just saying I don't believe they'd be willing to give you a 2026 first-round pick. This is a team that finished second to last in the NFL. They've got a first-year general manager. I mean, I would think that there would be a limit to what their offer would be. It'd be great to have Caleb Williams if you're them, but if you're without a first-round pick the next two years, I mean, really, are you... Are, is that something you want to face? I wouldn't think so. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. I did a poll question today too on Justin and Tyler showed me on DraftKings and made a play as well. There are futures on where Justin um, will land. You can gamble on it. You can gamble on everything. Um, so here's the poll question that we came up with in regards to that. Uh, it's brought to you by your local Chicagoland Toyota dealers. Toyota, let's go places. Vote on my Twitter handle. Like over 2,000 people have already done. It's only been up for a little over than a couple of hours. Um, at Waddle and Sylvie. Which NFL team will Justin Fields play for in 2024? The favorite, of course, is the Bears still. That's he's on the Bears. The favorite's the Bears. That makes sense from a gambling perspective. Yes. Yeah, so uh, that is uh, A. The first choice is the Bears. B would be the Falcons. That's his hometown team. That's the team a lot of people uh, have been talking about for a long, long time. Arthur Smith Smith is no longer there, so I don't know if if they would be as big of a favorite. But on DraftKings, they are, outside of the Bears, the team that is the biggest favorite of all the others. I think you can find some good value elsewhere. Uh, the Steelers, are, that's our, our C option. That's the play that I made today on DraftKings. They are 16-1. to 1. That's good value, especially with Arthur Smith now being their new offensive coordinator. Can you believe that the um, Vegas Raiders are like 2, I think it was like 2-1 to one or something? Yeah, that doesn't but, make any sense to me. Uh, the, the Raiders are a much bigger favorite than the Steelers. Like, the Steelers are in... A win-now mode with an offensive coordinator in Arthur Smith who has always had a dual-threat quarterback, Marcus Mariota, Ryan Tannehill, um, Desmond Ritter, who isn't nearly this, has the skill set that Justin Fields has. Um, again, like that, he just would fit on that Steelers team, in my opinion, so well. It's really odd because Vegas very rarely... You know, misprices, I guess would be the best way to describe it, things. There's a really reason why the ceilings are all, you know, 24 karat gold, because they're usually not wrong when they put odds together. Or do they but just would... think that Kenny Pickett is going to be given every chance to get healthy and in his third year reclaim that job? Maybe so. But I don't know why the Raiders, like, listen, Luke Getze had to find work because he wasn't able to get more out of Justin Fields. So when Luke Getze is now the offensive coordinator in Las Vegas for the record or for the Raiders, I don't believe he's going to be speaking to the organization in glowing terms about a, a, a reunion with Justin. I think Tennessee is another option up there. I don't think that I think they probably want to move forward with Will Levis who's still, you know, financially it's going to cost them less or other. So so the three choices and other Bears, Falcons, Steelers, other. I'm with you. I go with Steelers. Um, so 34.8% are still going with the, the team that's been buzzed about the most, and that's the Falcons. People, That's his hometown team. Um, indoors, you know, on that fast Could track. Be, but their new offensive coordinators, you know, 
more of a McVay guy than he is a, you know, tailor the offense to a dual threat quarterback kind of guy. But we'll see. 28.9% going still with the Bears. 18.7% uh, going with other. And uh, the, coming in last is the Steelers, the team that I placed the bet on, 17.6%. I like your value play, though. Yes, that's I the like value. the value. Put $15 down to win like a couple hundred dollars. I really don't see a reunion in, in Las Vegas. I don't. No. I just don't see that happening. I don't think that there is an adversarial relationship between Justin and Luke Getze, but... But think about it. Like I don't believe that that well, is a whatever reunion Luke Getz, on the... When he was being interviewed in Vegas... How was he? How do you spin why you were fired in Chicago, and that why why he he would make a good idea to go to Las Vegas? It has Let, to be let's recreate that magic here. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, know what, what I mean? mean. You know, yeah, he's like here's my answer. What I lost my job. They're probably going to trade him. Let's recreate it here. Let's run it back. Let's run this thing back. But, but, I think but, Albert but, but Breer Luke, spoke with Cap and Jay Hood, didn't he, about how. There is kind of a, a, a pretty solid feeling out there that the issue wasn't Luke Getze. No, I know, but that's my point. Is If you're Luke Getze, you're sitting in that interview in Las Vegas, you, you're, part of your, your pitch to be hired is, listen, I was working with Justin Fields. I got, I got the, the most, most out, of out of it. We were the number one running attack in the league, and you and it, know that's what Antonio Pierce wants to do. And clearly, to run yes, the ball. and clearly they bought it in some, in some way, right? So, so why is Luke Getze going to be like, let's go get Justin Fields? Hmm. John in Phoenix, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, John? Hey, boys. I uh, hope the weather's better where you are than where I am. It's uh, surprisingly gloomy and rainy in Arizona, which is two rare words you'll hear here. Can we sell you on sunny and 40? I used to live in Schaumburg, and I used to listen to you guys on on my way to work while while I was driving around at work, and I would take that weather any day. Honestly, yeah. I miss I miss being back home. It but, is uh, um, sunny and forty three today. That's not bad for early February. No, that's just long sleeve shirt weather. That's yeah. what that is. Yeah. <clears throat> um, no, after listening to Schefter, you know, call me a Justin Fields stand if you want. I know I've been on the Hood and Cap show, and, and they've called me that before, but. I think we got our guy. I think trading back with Washington would be a smart move, right? Send Williams back to his hometown in D.C. I I agree with both of you. I don't think you can get two firsts for that. Um, I think that'd be too big of an ask. But if you trade back, you can get MHJ, right? You can also use your pick later on in the top 10 to go after that fashion new kid, that Penn State offensive lineman who didn't allow a sack this year. Because look at how many times Justin's been sacked in his time with us. And the games he had this year where he really shined was when the offensive line actually came together. Look back at the Packers game at the end of the year. How much pressure was that kid under to where he couldn't even step up in the pocket? So I feel like if you retool that offensive line, you go get him somebody else outside of Mooney as being a second option. No, Nothing against him, but he's just not the guy, I don't believe. And you bolster that offensive line with the defense we already have. We're talking about a team that I believe can easily be in the wild card, if not content for that division next year. Okay, let me I'll play. Let, you guys let me play devil's advocate. Why can't you do that with a new quarterback? Why can't you try to improve your offensive line and do some yeah. of the upgrades that you speak of, along with upgrade yourself at the the quarterback position? I just I'm not. <clears throat> so I'm a Notre Dame fan. All right, so I hate USC. That doesn't play into my comments that I'm about to say about Caleb Williams. 
Caleb Williams looked really good this year against subpar teams. When he played teams like Notre Dame and Washington, he looked really shaky. Well, time out, time out, time out, John. I, I was, somebody mentioned this to me yesterday. Against Washington, he completed 77% of his passes for over 300 yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions in that game against Washington. It wasn't Caleb Williams' fault that they got beat 54 to 48. Sure. Yeah, no, 100%. Okay, but time out. But you just said he played poorly against Washington, and I just gave you the actual stats in his game. No, you you guys just poked a hole, right? So I can't can't sit there and say you're wrong. But I I just don't have the the belief that he's a generational talent. I mean, Ryan Leaf was a generational talent, right? So I just think Justin's really gotten the short end of the stick being in Chicago during the time that he's had with the rotation of – of his offensive line, and then the lack there of his offensive coordinator wanting to call downfield plays. John, do you hold, do him, you be, do you believe that Justin is responsible in any way, shape, and or, or form for the lackluster offensive performance, or is it all everybody else? No, I think that there's definitely things he should have tightened up. Okay. Um, like we saw it at the beginning of this year, he even said it too, right? He was very indecisive, almost robotic. And you can't be that way as a quarterback, especially when you're trying to sit in the pocket, which we all know he likes to run. But if you can't make quick decisions, right, you're, you're going to end up getting sacked more. You're going to end up having to scramble out, which is one of the reasons why he got hurt in that Minnesota game because he had someone open, didn't make the throw, and ended up getting hurt. I'm not saying he's not responsible for that, but I think the progression that we've seen from him is enough to at least make a case to say, hey, this guy could be it if we got the right talent around him. You give him a better offensive line, maybe we have a better pocket-passing quarterback. But we don't know because he hasn't had a, con- a continuity on that front with him throughout his time in Chicago. And, I mean, you can say that all the way back to Jay Cutler, Rex Grossman. I mean, we're talking my whole 35 years of life. I can't remember the time that I've said, man, that Bears offensive line, they're really good. It, it just hasn't really been there. Yeah, it's, it, you got to, yes, you have to improve the line. And I feel like you have to improve the quarterback, too. I, I just, I, listen, I I was enamored with Marvin Harrison Jr. last year. I thought he was probably the best player that I'd seen. And I think he's a fabulous player this year. People talk about a receiver as a generational can't miss and the position more than, like, everyone can't wait to move into a position to draft the receiver, when usually those types of emotions are saved for other positions. Yeah, I know. Especially I, in a draft where you have a plethora of choices because there are a lot of options this year. Yes, yes. And again, I'm off the generational talk about Caleb sure. Williams. I have, I, have, I have lost any of that in, in my uh, adjectives or descriptions. Right. I'm just hoping he's really, really good. Yeah. Or, 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 or a, a big upgrade. That's it. Like, I'm not going to throw around generational with Caleb Williams anymore. It's just, it's just, it, it, it's a this? fruitless exercise. Do you believe, and I'm not saying you do, but if you come to the conclusion, maybe the terms you don't use are generational. If you say significant upgrade, potentially significantly better. Or, or a very good quarterback, a great quarterback. That Those L- are the, L- the, the descriptions, I think, that are probably more pertinent. So this is going to be a very interesting next several weeks. 312-332-3776. Mike Lombardi 
is going to join us for the field stands. That could be as that the caller's term, not mine. Uh, that could be a tough listen. Uh, Lombardi is not a fan, but we will throw at him the uh, Montez Sweat stuff. We're going to play the cap stuff. That should be interesting. Uh, and uh, some fun inside Waddle's world. It's all coming up. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. Hey, just a uh, quick reminder that Waddle's World is brought to you by Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. To find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank, visit Wintrust.com slash find us, member FDIC. A couple of quick uh, football stories for you. I guess John Hortiz, the new uh, general manager for the Chargers, had some fun. Did, Meller, did he have a funny comment or two about working with Jim Harbaugh? Yeah, I guess this has been something that him and Jim have talked about for a while now. Okay, Jim's been on my list. I've had a couple chances elsewhere. He's always been at the top of my list as, as a guy I wanted to work with. And we've talked about that before, he, you know, before I got the interview here. Um, we talked about Batman and Robin, and certainly that's what? the way we're going to operate. The only thing is, I'm not wearing tights, all right? I may, put a, I may put a cape on, but I'm not wearing tights, all right? Yes, you will if Jim says you will. Sure you will. Of course you will. I, I, I'm, I'd wear I'm tights in, for Jim Harbaugh. I'm in for all things Jim, Jim Harbaugh. I just... It's going to be fun. I'm up for all of it. Uh, Antonio Pierce on new offensive coordinator Luke Getze, quote, he whooped our ass when we played them. Who was their quarterback? I don't know. Who was their running back? I don't know. But they still beat us pretty good in reference to, uh, again, uh, Luke Getze being named as their offensive coordinator. I'm telling you, I thought that the cap and hoodie had a nice conversation with with Albert Breer about how, you know, Luke Getze's reputation wasn't ruined around the NFL. Now, maybe was that today? This was from Vic Tafer. No, no, no. The no, conversation Breer, they had last week. Breer, like, uh, Breer didn't answer his call today. Their oh, call really? today. No, I think he was on the Dan Patrick set. He owes them one. Wow. And uh, Kyle Shanahan has his opinion on the Brock Purdy's just a game manager debates. Shani said, it's such a weird conversation to hear the whole world talking about this. In my opinion, there's no such thing as a great quarterback if he can't be a game manager. So I don't get how being a system quarterback or a game manager is a negative. Like, the job of a quarterback is to manage the game and is to run the system. The system is what you work on all week. That's what the O-line works on. That's what your five eligibles work on. That's everything. And at quarterback, if you want to be great, you better be able to run that system and you better be able to manage that game. Pretty good. Nice answer from Shane. Yeah, it is a good answer. All right, uh, Mike Lombardi uh, joins us next. Will he say that Justin Fields has improved? What does he make of Caleb Williams? And does he regret saying what he said about the Montez Sweat deal? Mike Lombardi joins us coming up next.